Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the weekend and another edition of housing information you can trust right trust right here with the inside outside guys. How are you doing, partner? I am excited. We get to work three hours again today, and I boy, every time we get to do that, we have more fun and we learn more than any school kid ever gets a chance to. So looking Way forward to, throw to it. it out there. Good job. <laughs> right away. I love it. Well, you know what? It is. It's one of those things where you and I I think since we first started talking to our boss said, we want more time. <laughs> well, here, here, luckily, here, we've had it a bunch. Let's explain a little bit what we're talking about. Today, from noon to one, we're going to um, talk to Alan Seeley, who is the owner of Cop Key Remodeling and Design. And this is what we call our bonus hour and our education hour. And we did it last week. Uh, we had um, Atlas and we had Foundation Solutions 360. And people are hearing more of these after our regular shows. And here's why. Because when people come on the show, a lot of our uh, listeners will hear us do a welcome interview. We had one with Comer and Cross just a couple of weeks ago. And those aren't very long. And we can't get a lot of information out in that time. Even two segments for a company that may do $10 million to you know $60 million a year to try to get enough information out in two segments just is not enough time. Yeah. So we want people to get to know these companies. These companies want to get to know the listeners. They want to get in front of the listeners. You know, Alan Seeley today knows that not every listener out there is, is looking to remodel their bathroom or their kitchen. At least not today. Exactly. But they may be in a year, two years, 10 years down the road. And uh, he wants you to get to know them. And, you know, Chuck, we have so many you here. Unfortunately, so many of our listeners um, hear the bad side of construction. If they listen to the show, they're not going to hear that because we have so many quality companies, not just individual, but people take care of their employees. And I tell you, when you have companies like that, um, it makes life easier, doesn't it? People that Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I guarantee you one hour is not going to be enough to educate people on shopping for kitchens and bathrooms either. You know, the good point. Final answer is probably going to be make sure you talk to somebody like Kopke because otherwise you don't know. And and we even tried to use some examples in our article Friday regarding that. Yep. And we'll talk about that later in the show. But the cost versus value thing, what are you actually getting for the dollars invested? Yeah, and, and it's never going to be 100%, is it? <laughs> but it is one of those things, if, you, if you're smart enough to take good advice – then hopefully we can save you a lot of grief down the road. Absolutely. Hey, we're going to be taking your phone calls today on any and all of your housing questions, 888-654-GUYS, which equals 888-654-4897. Keep the emails rolling in. We're getting a lot of them. We're, you know, we, some of the questions we get, Chuck, are, are so good, I learned something. You know, oh. someone will send a question, and, and I got to – I have to uh, research the answer before I give an answer, and uh, I learn a lot, and I really appreciate some of the emails and, and how well they're written, written when they're sent to us. Yeah, it makes you think, which is which is fun. It's just fun. Uh, if if it were about a medical issue or or you know financing, you and I would be going, oh, I don't know. But if it's about housing or construction, it's like, yeah, this is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. If, if people out there want to take a second, if people out there are looking at the weather, we have not gotten a lot of rain lately. And I want to warn people against um, 
on a regular basis watering their lawns at night. Uh, try to stay away from that. The best time to water your lawn is the morning. If you water your lawn on a regular basis at night, as well as have a lot of shade on that lawn, you're, inv- you're inviting molds and mildews. Yep. Um, even on the warmest day, we have humidity at night and, and early morning, you'll see dew on the grass. But uh, if you water them at night, it just, it, it could do more harm than good. Do you agree, partner? It's funny. I've, I've, I've already noticed some of the lawns uh, in that are had that have high sun yep. starting to parch just a little bit. Yeah, That'd exactly. That'd be yeah, and if it's a seeded lawn, it's not going to hurt it anyway. Good point. But Good you're point. right. It's been dry. I think it was a year ago on the 26th that we started having those first big rains, wasn't it? You know what? I got that mentioned later on. Uh, we're going to mention that. But, yes, it was – Last year, this time, we were all going, wow, this is a nice spring. We don't have a lot. Of, we haven't had a lot of water yet. And then we got hammered, and we got hammered good, didn't we? We sure did. In, and in again, in the first part of July. Michigan. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And it can happen again. If you live in Michigan, wait a minute, and it can happen again. Big time. I've got a uh, complaint I want to address to oh, the why? general public, too. Why? Right now? It's not political, is it? Heck no. Well, okay. Who knows? You can make <laughs> you can make anything you want out of a complaint, I guess. But it seems like everybody in the last five to ten years has started to blow their gla- grass clippings out into the public streets, and you can't help but notice that you get a lot more grass now growing in every crack between the curbs, curb sections, and the pavement. And if anybody has any awareness of growing up as a child, you notice the sidewalks got busted up by weeds and things and trees pushing up through the cracks. So here's my complaint. Either quit putting your clippings out there or take a weed killer out there and make sure nothing's growing in front of your house in the curbs in the street. You grumpy, grumpy old man. I am, aren't I? <laughs> hey, we'll talk more about that and uh, giving you housing information you can trust. Give us a call eight 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 six five four guys, which equals eight 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 six five four four eight nine seven. Welcome back. We appreciate you being with us, Mister Grumpy and his partner Ken. How you got? How you? How y'all doing, partner? Did you have a good week? I had a great week. Yeah. How can you not? I, I mean, know. this is weather. That us old people pay money for in January, <laughs> right? I, I you cannot say it better. I was just talking to someone about three days ago who was complaining about the heat, and I said, "Are you out of your mind?" We, Thank we, you. We, we we bought airfare and rented hotels and and left the state so we could have weather like this, and it's right here now. <laughs> you're not allowed to complain about this weather. If you ever complained about the winter, which everyone in Michigan has, you're not allowed to complain about this weather. The night last night, my wife and I sat out probably for three hours on the patio and just relaxed. Had a little fire going, relax. I mean, it was a perfect, a perfect night last night. Now, did you stay up till 5 a.m. or no? Why would I do that? I had because to work the next there was a reason you should have. Oh, yeah, the stars aligned. You know what? The stars aligned the day I met her. So since then, it just... Oh, my me. gosh. It's getting thick. <laughs> yeah, good, Mercury, though. Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, and the moon were all supposed to align last night. But to be honest with you, I didn't see it either. <laughs> you didn't wake up early? Yeah, and my thinking is if they're all aligned, would we be able to see any more than one of them anyway? Good point. 
Huh? <laughs> hey, you know, since you since you complained about your grumpy old man issue earlier about people um, blowing grass into the street, getting in the cracks and causing, okay, that's fine. I got something I want to complain about, okay? <laughs> you didn't comment on that, though. I got it. Well, I guess there's a lot of things you can complain about, and you, you, you kind of have a point, but kinda. all right, blow it into your lawn. Don't blow it out <laughs> in the street. How about this one? Are you getting sick? I, all right, yeah. Example, the other night I ordered a pizza, my wife and I. I went and picked the pizza up. I paid with a card. And when she hands me the receipt for the card, it says tip and price. Everywhere you go now, tip. Why do you pick up the pizza? So you don't have to pay the delivery fee. You don't have to tip. Now they expect a tip when you go and pick up the pizza. Is that a grumpy old man issue? Am I wrong? I mean, every drive-through you go through hands your receipt. If you pay with the card, they're expecting a tip. Am I wrong? Every, I mean, every cashier you go to, if you walk into a restaurant and order at the counter, they're gonna, as you process the card, it's gonna be tip and then suggested amounts. Yeah, I think it's grumpy old man, but hey. Well, who, you know what? Who am I, I to go, say if that? If I go out to dinner, I'm a good tipper, especially if they're, I mean, a waitress can be busy as can be and not paying attention to me, but if she's busy. Now, if she's not busy and not paying attention to me, that's different. One with. But everybody wanted a tip when you go everywhere now. Um, they're still getting paid. When we were kids, I never got tips. I got paid minimum wage, three sixty-five an hour. I could tip when I was a kid. Exactly. So that's a grumpy old man. So you had your grumpy old man issue. I had my grumpy old man issue for the day. Let's go to the phones. Eight 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 six five four guys and talk to Don in Ferndale. Good morning, Don. You're on with the guys on WJR. Thanks for taking my call. I purchased a home in Ferndale, um, a 1921 home with a front porch. The porch is roughly eight by twenty-four. And when we had the home inspected and everything, we just didn't notice that apparently the prior owner put up what I think to be interior paneling that looked like wood, and they painted it. Um, over the time I've been there, which isn't that long, it's had the moisture has caused it to sag. Um, I've called a couple guys that buy for aluminum for a soffit, but I'm quite honestly I'm surprised at the price for a small area. Do you have? I grew up in a home that was older, and I thought it was like a hardwood that they put up there. Now, are you talking about the ceiling of the porch underneath? Yes, uh, it's okay. a it's a covered porch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was thinking, uh, you know, the old beadboard we used to use, if it's a covered porch, you could use uh, a pine or anything like that, uh, assuming the, the roof above that is properly vented and leak, leak-proof. Um, we used to do it all the time. Uh, I wonder if there was okay. just insufficient nailing or, or they ran it the wrong way based on the frame that's holding it up or something like that. Well, wow. I did have to. I did tack it up a couple last year, and I put uh, uh, like a one by three down the the seam to hold it better. Uh, but it's still sagging, and you know, I'd be concerned why it's sagging. To be honest with you, again, it's it's one of those issues. It's, it's either moisture and heat, 
or it's insufficient substrate in terms of how close the rafters are together above that or the ceiling joists. Um, they okay. do make great product for that, but it is, they make a vinyl product that mimics the beadboard that is, is actually ventilated, but that's really pricey. Make, okay. as you know, aluminum, and they make standard vinyl vented soffit. Uh, but none of those are inexpensive anymore, are they, Ken? No. No, yeah. I, no I, not expensive at all. Um, but also, you know, before you put anything up, like Chuck said, you got to deal with the moisture issue. So that may be a, a matter of insulating that area above with a um, rigid foam board. May help with something like that. Okay. Do you agree, Chuck? Make sure you – see, a lot of people don't ventilate um, – those does the does the roof attach to a sidewall above it on the house? Uh, uh, no. Well, I'm not sure what that answer. I I don't know what you mean. It does have uh, the attic extends over, and you can walk over the porch. So I guess it would be. Yeah. Wow, you can. Yes. Okay. So Ken and I would suggest that you get up there then and, and check the ventilation. And again, um, if you have sufficient members to nail to, to secure, you might just be able to add some framing up there to the ceiling and go downstairs and, and re-secure the, you know, the existing boards to the new framing. That might be a solution okay. there if you have that kind of access. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, I was just thinking that it was an interior and it was absorbing the moisture more than exterior, pan, you know, panel. Well, it'll transfer it. Uh, you know. Yeah. yeah. That's Remember, really high moisture will go to low. So wherever you have a lot of moisture, it'll go through the material to an area of less moisture. That's where the installation and ventilation are so important. Yeah. That's the next project after this was, see, the attic. Even though it was built in 1921, the attic uh, has never been finished. So, oh, there um, you go. Yeah. I know those homes and out so there. I, I've been I've been in those homes. Those are those are beautifully well. Built I agree. Homes. They are. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Then I'm gonna thank- examine that way. Greatly appreciate your call, sir. You got, you can email if you need any more help. The inside outside Thanks, guys. Don. Thank Thanks, Don. Thanks. A gentleman called, Chuck, and uh, wanted to tell you that when you blow your clippings, you also can plug up the, the sewer lines as well. So there's another reason not to blow your clippings. Yeah, they'll go down the street drains, uh, which, by the way, is illegal. I mean, if your neighbor – no, I'm not, I'm not even going to say what I was thinking. <laughs> but, <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Hey, we got my a lot biggest of show- thing is that as a taxpayer, my, my curbs and roads prematurely age because all that – Stuff's growing up through the cracks. I agree with you. I 100% agree with you. Hey, Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. want to remind you that the first two hours of the show today are about you and your questions and concerns. So you can call us at 888-654-4897. want to take a quick second and remind everybody that things like arsenic and other contaminants are naturally occurring in your well water. They could occur. So over time, you should have your, your well water tested. And if you want to get a free test of your well water, I want you to call Beauchamp Water Treatment Solutions. You can find them at the InsideOutsideGuys.com. But have, have your water tested on at least every two to three years to make sure everything's staying good. It doesn't cost anything. Why, why wouldn't you? I know it. 
I know. Why yeah. wouldn't you? It's a free, it's a free <laughs> service to all of our listeners from Beauchamp Water Treatment Solutions. Hey, let's go to the phones. 888-654-GUYS. Talk to Mike in Portage, Ohio. Good morning, Mike. You're on with the guys. Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, greetings from Portage, Ohio. Uh, Where I is wanted Portage? to talk uh, just south of Bowling Green. It's off of I-75. Okay. So um, from Toledo, it would be about 25 miles south of Toledo. Thank you. I got to tell you, you got a city right oh. through that every time we drive by it, my wife and I go, where are we again? Because Finley, Ohio, about every 100 feet on the on the concrete walls, they remind you where you are. Signs all down the concrete oh. walls on each side of the expressway. <laughs> right. You told me people and in Ohio Canadian. couldn't read, Ken, so how would that work? Stop it, Chuck. Stop. <laughs> just, just, just the OSU fans, Chuck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the uh, Canadians pronounce uh, portage, which means um, Ooh, I like that. basically get out of your canoe and you're going to have to carry your supplies around the dry area in the river. So that's where that came from. But anyway, uh, guys, I dealt with blowing of the grass, what you guys are talking about, and I tried everything and doing the compost. This year, I bought a fantastic battery-operated mower. It's a Ryobi 21-inch uh, walk-behind, uh, and I used the mulching feature on it. Unbelievable mulching by this guy. Um, it, the secret is the uh, double blade. It's an, in an X form, kind of like an X, and it double chops the uh, grass and mulches it. Good fertilizer, you know, uh, uh, just fantastic. Um, they use the 40-volt uh, lithium-ion 6-amper-hour battery, and um, uh, it costs all of $0.03 cents to recharge that battery in the rapid chargers, $0.03. Cents. We're paying $0.15 cents a kilowatt-hour down here for electricity, okay. and I put it in my... Uh, kilowatt meter and programmed in the uh the cost of electricity and three cents um i i mow a quarter acre lot i use two batteries it costs all of six cents to uh to uh, recharge them both batteries so i just wanted to pass that on it, it just a, a fantastic people should be mulching more because it's good for the grass uh it it's free fertilizer Absolutely, it is. Hey, hey, Mike, do you mind if I ask uh, what that uh, set you back? Approximate cost that unit? Uh, yes. Yes, the more was uh, $5.99 plus tax, but it's well worth it. Um, uh, it does a good job. Uh, uh, the spare batteries, they're 200 bucks a piece. So, uh, and I bought. I bought, actually, I bought an extra mower for the batteries. <laughs> it was $150 difference. I just bought another mower, and um, I used both of them. Uh, but there good again, it's, it's fantastic. That's very good oh, exercise I'm 70, as well. I'm 77 years old, and I'm hoping to cut grass till I'm 80. But, yes, God very good. That's why, I, uh, that's why I uh, use a walk-behind for the exercise. I love it. So I, just I love it. A, just a, yeah, I just a fantastic mulching mower. Uh, no problems. Mike, uh, I worked through a few gremlins with the batteries, but that's about it. 
Mike, is that self-propelled? Yes, it is. It has a separate drive motor. Ooh, wow. Uh, yeah, and, um, and it's rear-wheel drive. So I, I kind of like front-wheel drive because the rear wheel, it's got so much power that you do wheelies sometime with it. And that's, you know, you got to be careful with that. But uh, the speed control on the fastest speed with a fresh battery, I can't keep up with it. I have to back it off. It, it goes that fast and cuts beautiful. That's interesting uh, I do stuff. sharpen the blade. Pardon? Really, That's interesting stuff. Really, it is. Imagine it's a lot lighter than a normal uh, gas-powered lawnmower as well. Yes, it is. Uh, and I flip it over on the side. Don't have to worry about to clean the undercarriage, you know. Uh, uh, don't have to worry about the gas and oil leaking out because there is none. I, I do, uh, pull the batteries when I'm working underneath the, um, deck, but I clean off all the, uh, uh the dead, uh, grass. It's, um, sometimes I'm cutting, I cut, I like to cut early in the morning. Uh, and the reason is I'm sensitive to the high heat of the day. So I'd rather cut in the morning. Sometimes the grass is, uh, uh, wet due to the, uh, dew. But still does a fantastic job of cutting. You just have to clean the undercarriage uh, a couple wow. extra times. Well, that'd be good so, for Chuck who likes to cut at cut at night because he's sensitive to sunlight. <laughs> oh, and it has hey, it has LED headlights on it. So yes, you could cut at night. Chuck, you're going out today. <laughs> Chuck is going out today and buying one of these units. I gotta tell you, if they made one I could sit on. <laughs> I might do that. Exercise and exercise. <laughs> yeah, exercise. Exercise is good for you. It keeps my blood Amen. pressure down. Amen. God bless Amen. you, Don. That's great information. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you so much, Don. We greatly but, appreciate the call, yep. sir. Yep. Stay in touch. Glad to help you out. Okay. Yeah, uh, I right. will. We listen to you every weekend. Every weekend we listen to you guys. God Thank bless you. you very much, sir. Bye. Thank you very much. Greatly appreciate it. See, uh, I told you they had radios in Ohio. You said they didn't have technology. What again. is up with you? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, I love that state. I just don't like the team. Great state. I know you I, do. You I, truly I, you do brag about it all the time. I, it, I'm just Hocking kidding. Hills, Ohio. It's the only pretty place in Ohio. I tell people that all the time. People got to check that out. All right, let's go to a friend of the show. Let's talk to Greg in Shelby Township. What's going uh, on, Excuse Greg? me. Hey, you guys, Mr. Positive, great show. That was a great call, that uh, young man, 77 years old. Um, I love his energy. Um, uh, fertilizing in the heat, should you do it, number one. Number two, the length of the grass. Is there a length of a grass when you cut it? It should be. Should it be real tall? Should the grass be kept short to cut it? What is the optimization of the length of the uh, grass? a blade of grass that um, makes it grow and fill out and make it look like a golf course, beautiful and green, like uh, Dave oh. King Ping Rigger. Oh, oh. Good King question, Elvis Greg. lives. Yes. <laughs> Good question. King Elvis. Everyone go see it. Um, yes. Okay. Uh, listen, we, I, I, we get nothing from Scott's uh, fertilizer. Well, one of the reasons we like the Scott's fertilizer so much. Is My mom does too. It's set as a plan. You put the pre-emergence down early, and you follow the basically the colors on the package that go from early March all the way into November, yeah. and it's all set what they what most lawns in the Midwest should be fertilized as. Now that being said, everybody once in a while should get a, 
their lawn tested, should get their soil tested in a few different places around their lawn. And it'll tell you what you are nutrient deficient in in your lawn. And you can easily go out and buy whatever nutrition you need and put that on your lawn. So that's what we would suggest people get uh, it treated. As far as the optimal size, Chuck, what do you think? The length of grass? Generally in in the range of two inches. And it's funny, as soon as I'm thinking you're not going to have a golf course. And then you mentioned golf course, Greg. I'm going, yeah, that's a whole nother animal. I mean, mm-hmm. literally, if you talk to someone that maintains those, uh, the husband of one of my nieces does that at, at a private club down in Rochester, Rochester Hills. Um, the greens are totally different than the first or second, third cuttings. The fairways are different again than that. Uh, so, so if you want a golf course, I say hire somebody, but <laughs> you know what? My wife said to me earlier this year, can you get our, our grass to look like the neighbors? I mean, neighbor has great grass. He really does. However, okay. his grass is sodded. It's about five or six years old. They have a sprinkler system and he's retired. So he's got, <laughs> he's got the time. I tell people, I'm not going to worry about my grass till I'm retired. And I don't ever plan on retiring. So I guess I'm never going to worry about my grass. I keep it mowed. That's the best I can do. That's very funny. good. You I, guys I put a, love uh, you guys. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate it. Quite job. Uh, you know, uh, the mulching thing, uh, you want to make sure you're not over mulching, uh, creating too much thatch. Uh, but the truth is frequent cuttings is what we have learned is probably the most important thing to keep weeds out and to allow the roots of the grass to, ex- you know, extend and grow more grass. Yes. Um, frequent short cutting. When I, we say short, we mean you're taking just a very little off the top of the blade of grass. You're not scalping the existing grass down to the soil you're leaving it a little longer so it'll maintain moisture it'll maintain a little bit of shade and coolness in there and it becomes a healthier growing environment you might have to do a spike that dethatch every few years you know where you you rent you did that did you do that just a couple years ago i thought you did. did yeah yep yep and you just create you know millions of holes in your lawn pulling this attachment behind the mower and it kind of aerates the root system, loosens the soil a little bit, allows more water uh, down there, uh, and it's inexpensive to do. Do you recall what you paid to rent oh, that? Fifty bucks. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't very expensive, but people do have to be aware of where their their cable goes into their house. I remember. <laughs> I, 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 well, I pay, I know where mine goes in and from, so I, I put a red paint mark over it before I did it. That's great advice. I've actually severed that before because, yeah, they put them two inches down. Right. Yeah, they're very shallow. So you got to make sure about about that. Hey, listen, we're going to continue to take your phone calls for the rest of the show, 888 Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. What a beautiful summer day. We're going to take your calls right up until noon, and then we're going to sprint over to Kopke Remodeling and Design and spend an hour with Alan Seeley, the owner over there. That'll be fun. It is funny. You talk about a man that has knowledge about designing and really, really, really knows how to run a a top-notch company. You know, when you have a showroom like that, Chuck, and that is a showroom that they have, that's not inexpensive. That's a very expensive building to run. I would venture to say there's thousands of choices in there, but they can guide you through that. And uh, you and I, Alan has a lot of respect for people's butt. 
he'll talk about budget. He'll, he'll use that word 15 times in a conversation because he cares about people's ability to get a great value for the money, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Great guy. Tons of knowledge. Tons of knowledge. Hey, we're taking your phone calls. Phone lines are open. Any and all of your housing subjects, 888-654-GUYS, which equals 888-654-4897. Hey, you and I were informed, uh, our buddy Joe over at uh, Finish Basements Plus informed us of something that I think people are going to jump on this past week, especially in light of the fact that the uh, our kids, my kids, your kids, all, all think that 5% money is is unbelievably high right yes and we need to remind people of that 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 um the mortgage rates out there that keep um inching up to anyone oh gosh i'd say 50 and older those are still great rates oh my god <laughs> they really are they um, really I mean, are you mentioned your first rate was 18 percent. i think my first rate was probably 10 or 11 percent that I got many, many years ago. Yeah, the first fixed rate I got was 12, but even that, if I sit down and do the math on 12 and I go, I can't even believe I signed the papers on that. Right, right. Now, the caveat to that is there are still great 0% interest loans available out there to people who want to do work on their house. You got to know who you're dealing with, though, right? Absolutely. To get truly 0%. I mean... Even I'm sure Alan will talk about this noon to one, you know, where there's 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 fees, there's this, there's that, there's the other thing, and you really didn't get zero percent, but there's legitimate zero percent money. No, there really is. Now there's usually some caveats to that as well, where you have to make sure you pay it on time every time and have it paid off the day it is due. Yeah. Because these are not self-financed by these companies. These are finance companies, these companies have established relationships with over the years and they trust them. Yeah, we trust each other, and it's a great working relationship. But it, you know, you and I have said, I don't care how much money you have in the bank. Why wouldn't you do zero percent financing? Because so, finished basement plus, according to Joe, has zero percent four year money for our listeners only. They have to use a promo code radio, the word radio, but four years at zero percent. For finished basements plus. That's unbelievable. And you and I always say if you're looking for more space in your house, it's a lot easier to go down than it is up or out. A lot less expensive to finish a basement. My wife and I were talking about that last night. Um, all right, let's go to the phone lines. 888-654-GUYS. Give us a call. Equals 888-654-4897. We're going to talk to Karen in St. Clair Shores. Good morning, Karen. You're on with the guys. Good morning, guys. Love your show. Thank listen you. to it every Saturday and Sunday. Um, to Greg, Greg's, Mr. Positive's questions about grass, I may have missed part of your answer because I was actually on hold for something. But um, I have uh, Scott sends out a newsletter, and he might want to get on that newsletter because they talk a lot about things to do with your grass. And one thing that they point out is that you're, you're supposed to cut your grass at the highest setting because so, it keeps the moisture in. And then the other thing he said, he asked about fertilizing and heat. And as you gentlemen, I'm sure you know that every bag of fertilizer tells you not, you know, what, what weather conditions you should fertilize in, whether it's after rain, before rain, in the heat, and so forth. So if any, everybody just reads the fine print on the bag, which I actually do some consulting for Scott. And I read the fine print because I want to make sure I'm doing it right, but they 
guarantee me that a lot of people don't. So every single bag tells you what the weather conditions ought to be for optimal use of your fertilizers. Great input, and, Karen. Yeah, yeah. we yeah. talked about cutting it high and cutting just a tiny bit off each time so that you do preserve moisture in the it, ground. Now, we also did mention that how important it is to keep those blades sharp. You don't want to rip the grass. You want to cut the grass. Yeah, Mike said he kept, yeah, kept actually, sharpening his blades. Go ahead, Karen. Yeah, Larry, my husband is Larry from St. Clair Shores. He's called you a few times, and he just had our blades sharpened, and it really did a wonderful job. Um, the one Something that Greg didn't bring up is frequency of watering. I... I do some consulting for Scott's and I learned a few years ago. So a lot of us here in Michigan are blessed to live on the water. And so we can pump our water out of the lake, but it's actually not optimal to water your grass every day, even though you can, <laughs> they, they have something called a smart timer and competitors have it also that looks at soil conditions and it's better to water your grass um, a lot less frequently than watering it every single day because it, it roots better if it has to go down and search for the water. It no, that's does. A, that's a great point, I not agree. to water everything every day because those, uh, those, those roots need to search. They need to get strong, and they'll do that by reaching down for that water. And also what we mentioned earlier about watering at night because you get more mold, it's also going to make it more likely to get root rot, which you do not want. Right. Once you get that, the grass is gone. Yeah, and I, I have to say, I think I stretched it a little bit last year on the hot days. I decided this year on the really hot days, I'm going to water for sure. But on not so hot days, I, you know, maybe every other, every third, something like that. Hey, but I'm surprised even our, even our landscape guys that installed our sprinkler system did not mention the, the smart water systems that are out there. They read, they, they, you know, interact with their internet to know the weather conditions and determine the soil conditions. You know what? That's great advice. We always love it when our listeners give us a call and let us know things that we may have missed. So great advice. Thank you so much, Karen. Sure. Thanks. Take care. Appreciate love it. your show. Thank, God thank bless you. Thank a, lot you. Of, a lot of people heard that. A lot of people are going to be taking your advice. Thank you very much, Karen. You know, one thing we love about the next uh, our next sponsor here is they love to educate their customers. And if you go to Kern's Brothers Facebook page, first thing you're going to see is a guide to roofing. And the question is, what's the difference between sheeting and roof decking? And if you want to know that as a homeowner, go to Kearns Brothers' Facebook page, download their, their link there, and you'll find out all about roofing. This next segment brought to you by our good friends at Kearns Brothers. Eight 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 six five four guys. We're looking forward to talking with you, Ken. You mentioned a couple of interesting emails we received this week. I, I was just so wonderfully overjoyed to hear you say something that I was intrigued by. Really, thanks, <laughs> thanks. Appreciate that, partner. What Love a great partner. relationship we have. Isn't it? Love this. All right. 888-654-GUYS, which equals 888-654-4897. That's the way anyone can get a hold of us to, you know, during the show every Saturday and Sunday morning. But during the week, we're not quite as available over uh, over the phone lines, but we do have – Chuck's going, no, we are not. <laughs> you and I play phone tag as business owners for, what, 40 years? And yep. it's like, we ain't going to do that. 
with 150 people a week <laughs> that, that. that email us. <laughs> yeah, we do get a lot of questions for our phone numbers, and I'm sorry, we just we just can't. We'd be overwhelmed. That being said, um, our emails, we get, uh, boy, I think we're averaging somewhere around uh, 15 to 20 a day on a regular basis. We get, and Here's one we get quite a bit. Doesn't matter what time of year it is because people are ready to – to do these projects once the weather hits and the, you know, once the weather breaks in the wintertime. But the first one we got was from Mario. Mario stained his privacy fence and he hates it. He absolutely hates the color and he asked what we can do differently. And then we got a question from a gentleman that said um, they want to, they've been uh, restaining their deck every three to five years and they're tired of restraining, staining it. And they want to switch to an epoxy, something like um, what Motor City Floors and Coatings does, or they want to know what we think of the solid stains and or, and, or the stain, uh, not stain, the deck coatings that go on the real thick deck coatings. And I think so, they also mentioned that in the heat of the sun, because they had they had fourteen hours a day of exposure. Yes, it was too hot to walk on. Yes, 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 yes. Chuck. Let's go with the first one. Um, Mario painted this privacy fence. Um, obviously, that's a pretty inexpensive wood. It's not the kind of wood, not a, a, a treated or a cedar. But they painted it. They don't like it. What can they do? What would you have advised them to do prior to painting the whole thing? One of the problems people don't, and this has nothing to do with the question, is they don't wait long enough. So first thing we tell people to do is to wait, whether it's a deck, whether it's a fence, whatever wood product it is, we want you to wait a year at least to let it get seasoned. And then because those fences have individual slots or individual pieces of wood, I would have told them to go to the farthest piece of wood possible and paint it. Paint the back of it. Turn it around. Pull it off. They're very easy staples. Pull it off. Turn it around and paint the back side of it before you paint that whole that whole fence. Why? Because you want to figure out you hate it. <laughs> or you've only stained or coated one section, one little piece of fencing, rather than when it's all done. Or, or even better, you want to figure out you hate it when you've done a section of it before you finish it all. So hopefully he let it weather long enough before he applied whatever color he did. And, and, you know, there's not a lot of options. Are there, Chuck? Do you think there are a lot of options at that point? You're shaking your head. I mean, our response was, first of all, we were guessing it was wood, you know, but what was the material you painted? And then what was the material you put on that material? Right. And then what color did you use? Did you use a really dark color or did you use a really light color? Because that'll make a difference in whether or not you can just go over it and change the color easily, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Good point. And, you know, with when we talk about coding, we would not recommend someone put a coding on, on a privacy fence, obviously. And to be honest with you, we wouldn't recommend someone put a coding on a wood deck as well. The, the thing between the two, the wood fence can breathe so much better than the underside of a wood deck. Well, and you can get to all all four sides of every piece of lumber, all six sides theoretically on right. a fence. Right. How are you going to do? Nobody's going to crawl under their deck and spray up yeah. to get that coat on the bottom. So I'm going to be spending some time with a good friend of mine soon who has a place in North Carolina, and he put the deck coating. Actually, I believe it was there when he moved in, and he 
put it back over top of it. It looks fantastic. I mean, this is actually, you peel this stuff off, and it's almost like a rhino shield with a grit in it. Um, you can peel it off in, in sections, and it's kind of elastic. And it works great in North Carolina. Not so much in Michigan. We have not seen the proof in Michigan because of what we just said about those those decks not being able to breathe. If you could get all six sides of that deck once it's 100% dry, that product's going to work a lot better for you. But how expensive is that going to be and how possible is that going to be? Yeah, it's funny because even when we talk to our professionals that coat concrete yes. and provide a 15-year warranty that they believe is is probably good for 20 or 25 years, they will tell you if there's too much moisture in that concrete, they're not going to put their product on it. Great point. I mean, they hit it with a moisture meter before they do it. Yeah. Yeah. So that that is so important. And, and Chuck and I, when you email us and ask us what, a, what we like as far as stains go, one of the things we always say is we don't like a cheap stain. Stain is one of those things that if you go to the local big box store and pick the cheapest thing on the shelf, you're you're going to be you're going to be sorry. It's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. But if you go there and you look for something with a high solid content, um, and it's going to be more expensive, and uh, is it Olympic has has some great stains. Olympic um, Thompson, there, there's so many good ones out there. You're right. And, and they an oil have, base. We like an oil base for wood. And they have good, better, best products. Yep. You want the best product. So those those wood projects are easy to take care of. Unfortunately for the fence, he's going to have to restain it or paint, put a paint over top of that stain, right? Absolutely. You know, you and I were just talking about the importance of having a professional. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. 888-654-4897. We'd love to hear from you. Ken, I got a question for you. Actually, this may impact every listener to the show. If you're in a restaurant, you're looking at a menu, would you order carp? Yeah, I would. You would? I would. That figures. You probably think it's cheaper. Most people wouldn't. So there's a bunch of money being spent to rebrand Asian carp as COPI. So you may end up seeing that on menus in the next year or two. Okay. Because they say people will not order carp. Not in you. not in the states they won't, but in Asia, carp is a, oh. a a staple. I mean, it's like beef here in in the states. And if it's good for them, it's good for me. And I'd have no. I tell you, I'm. I would. I would try anything. I would eat a tarantula if someone told me it tastes good. I really would. That's just the way I am. Um, and it was free. And well, that's true. That too. I mean, I just think that stuff is unique as can be, and if it's prepared white, right? Now, one of the main reasons people don't like it in the states, obviously, is because they they consider it a bottom feeder, and it's a very bony fish. Um, remember, up uh, you pass it all the time. You go through the city of Omar, Michigan. Omar, Michigan, and that's they have it. the uh, annual sucker dipping there, where they set up. They they'll set up. Uh, looks like telephone poles. And it'll just be a teeter-totter on a like, telephone pole. And one end of it will have like a, a 10 by 10 net yep. that dips down into the river. And when the suckers go over it, they lift it up. And people feel the same way about the suckers. They feel about the carp. But they will literally grind these these fish up. They'll clean them. They'll cut the heads off and the tails and the fins. And they'll grind them up and make patties. And I've had those. And I'd eat oh, those again. I would. 
I, yeah. I'd, I'd try it. I agree with you. It's interesting because a lot of that Asian carp is harvested as uh, pet food and fertilizers. Yes. And there's a belief that, that there's a huge market out there for food product for people like you and me as well. So it'll be interesting to see. Well, one thing you don't want to do because you have a, you have a, um, a mansion, I think up there in, uh, up north on one of the Great Lakes and you don't yeah. want to catch, you don't want to catch carp outside those kind of carp. The Asian carp are actually three or four different kind of fish. Right. And right now there's a dam that is actually electrified, um, that is keeping them out of the Great Lakes. And if you've ever seen some of the videos where they're going in, they'll, they'll jump like crazy or they electrify thousands at a time. And of course, America um, is very ingenious. They found a use for those fish, you know, whether it's fertilizer or food, animal food. Um, hey, if we have them here, let's find a way to use them, right? I agree with you. Yeah, they say they can harvest millions, mil- tens of millions of pounds a year out of the Mississippi River. Just, I, just small sections of it. I believe it. I just don't ever want to harvest them out of the Great Lakes. That's what we have to be really, really careful of. I'm with you. Eight 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 six five four guys equals eight 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 six five four four eight nine seven. So Chuck, we get a lot of emails that sound like this. I have this project, but it's small. Now that's putting it in the the, the least way I could. Here's one right here. I have two very small wires on my AC unit. I cannot find an electrician to connect them. This yeah. is the the times we live in, and it's the economy we live in. So if somebody has a project like that or they need a handyman, our advice is find more. All houses have more. So if you're going to call an electrician, more work. If you're going to call an electrician or you're going to have an HVAC person go out there, you've heard Chuck and I talk about the burden of employment and how much it costs to send a person out to your house. Forget about his pay just everything else that is included in sending somebody out to a homeowner's house. So they have to. They have to have a minimum payment. And to get somebody out to connect two wires may nowadays be $250 plus. So our recommendation is they're going to come out to your house anyway. Take advantage of it. Do you have some, some you know, a, a switch that may be uh, not acting right or some plugs that may not be acting right or you want them to check something else electrical out while they're there, that's when you're going to get your best value. What do you think about that, bud? I love that you use that word. That's what we wrote our article on this week. Yep. It's interesting. You're looking for value. You you may not write a small check, but you might get a lot better value taking Ken's advice. Yeah. Well, it's the guy's advice, Chuck. And let's talk about that article for a second because that's a, that's a, a great example, and one of the first things it says in the article is how happy people are. One of the things I used to say to people, I still say it to them, you know, whether it's a roof, whether it's a driveway, you name it, you get two prices, let's say they're $5,000 apart. And when they pull away, they both look the exact same. And this can happen with those two examples very easily, a driveway or a roof. When they pull away, each, co- you know, you're like, well, I saved $5,000. It looks just as good if I would have spent that $5,000. Okay. Two, five, ten years later, how was it looking? Exactly. Because the lack of knowledge, the lack of material makes a huge difference the older that product is and the longer it goes on. Well, in the example, you know, we used concrete as an example. We used 
shingles as an example. Right. And we used cabinets as an example. And we're going to get a chance to talk to Alan Seeley about that specifically from 12 to 1 today. But, yeah, so if, if you've got a great deal on your roof and in 10 years it fails and you've got to replace it, now you've got to go out and buy a new roof at today's prices. Yes. And with inflation, your money isn't even worth as much as it was 10 years ago. So literally, you got a terrible deal. You got a terrible value. And you, your new roof is going to, in reality, cost you probably two and a half times or more what you could have spent for a 30 to 50-year roof 10 years ago. Now, that being said, nothing's a guarantee. I mean, there's still guys who charge a lot of money and they make mistakes and stuff happens. But in general, you want to look at the value of the project. You oh, know, absolutely. Chuck, the, the shingle GAF, okay? You can go to a big box store here in Southeast Michigan and you can buy that shingle off the shelf at GAF. Any other contractor, I'm sorry, at a big box store, any other contractor can go to that big box store and buy the shingle off the shelf. Then come to your house and say, hey, look, I have a GAF shingle. You've got that lifetime warranty. That's not necessarily true. So absolutely, they have to be certified. Someone like Kearns Brothers, they need to be certified and make sure that project is done right. Now, you won't find a certain teach shingle. Only professionals can get those certain teach shingles at Builder Supplies. Professionals like Pro Home Improvement, correct, bud? Yeah, actually, it, it is so critical that you have the right person that's dealing with that manufacturer. So your warranty is legitimate in 10 years if you have a claim or 15 or 20. And if you got the house uglies. Yeah, let me remind people something real quick. If you go to the Inside Outside Guys Facebook page, you can get the Pro Home, and Brooks, Pro Home Improvement Facebook page. And they've got a totally recited brick 888654 guys sorry about that it's like we're both looking at each other going you do it you do it you do it 888654 <laughs> phone lines are open we will take any and all of your housing questions but only for the next half hour you're right and then we're going to talk to Mr. Seeley over yeah. at Copkey Remodeling and Design great Great guy, great company. At least they're easy to get to, right? I mean, you you told me you can't you can't miss it when you drive by, and you were right. You can't miss it. It's right there. They got a great sign. That that's a city that allows a good sign has a good sign ordinance. So many of these cities drive me crazy with their sign ordinances. You miss the the places you drive oh, by. Yep. Yeah, and it doesn't get any better the older you get. Right on Van Dyke. Yes. Yep. Yes. Between six easy and to find. Easy to find. So, 888-654-GUYS. Phone lines are open. 888-654-4897. Chuck, have you started hearing any major boomers at night? Any major? Yeah, I, was, uh, I was just thinking fireworks. about how stupid you and I were as young men with fireworks. Hey. And it's probably appropriate. Well, let's be hey. honest. Hey, we're, we're blessed to have survived intact, right? Let's All be honest. Things. I didn't need fireworks to be called stupid. Okay. <laughs> I did a lot of other stupid stuff besides mess with fireworks. I thought you relayed a few stories that uh, le led me to that uh, conclusion, but I won't go into it if you don't want to. <laughs> you know what? With, with fireworks coming up, guys like us, you know, the gray-haired guys, you know, the dads that, you know, know everything, <laughs> tend to forget about some of the safety, safety uh, issues when it comes to fireworks. And it's funny, Chuck, you and I used to drive motorcycles. I remember looking over you t saying, you know, pay attention, just one, you know, one, 
quick lapse in judgment or one looking the wrong way could could literally cost you an eye you know oh gosh so so understand what it's like being a gun owner you have to take this stuff seriously you can't be blase with it and you know i heard uh Steve and Jim talking about it earlier when we were kids, all the fireworks we could get, you know, the M80s and everything else. But now the stuff they're letting. I mean, Chuck, those mortars that shoot up in the sky have been and could be used as a weapon. So, gosh, these are explosives. So please, please, please follow basic firework safety. I'm with you on that. Maybe we'll get a chance to talk a little more about that later or maybe even next week, Saturday. Hey, Chuck, can I give some real quick advice before we take the call from Tim from Shelby Township? Since when do you ask? Thank you. My wife says the same thing. <laughs> um, barbecuing. People, make sure you pull your barbecue grill away from your siding, okay? Fourth uh, July, Memorial Day, Labor Day are famous, and we get a lot of emails from people saying they melted their siding with their barbecue. So unless you have a brick home, Pull the barbecue grill away from your house. When I still started. would, even with a brick home. <laughs> yeah, because you probably could catch that on fire. Well, your roof probably isn't brick. Your overhangs probably aren't brick. <laughs> Good point. Hey, let's go to the phones and talk to Tim from Shelby Township. Good morning, Tim. You're on with the Inside Outside Guys on WJR. What's going on, buddy? Hello. I'm looking to put in a, um, a natural gas barbecue, so I need to put a gas line in. I don't really want to attempt that myself, so I need to get, get a professional. But my question is, one person told me they were going to run a flex line, and I looked that up, and it sounds like a lot of people do it now. But then I read that, you know, compared to black pipe, that there could be, if your house gets hit by lightning or something, there could be some issues. And I wondered what you recommended. You know, it's funny. I think they both have their pluses. The flex line uh, doesn't degrade over time. I mean, black pipe, let's be honest, is a cheap pipe. And if there's condensate in a, especially an appliance that's only going to get used a few times a year and then put away for several months and then used again. Yeah. Are you going to bury any of this? No, it's being run, you know, through the basement and out, out through the wall, just for the, whatever you call the gas spigot, but it might be about a 30 or 40 foot run. And I didn't know if that, the flex line was good for longer runs. I wouldn't even worry about it then. I'd run black pipe. Sorry, Ken. I don't know what you're thinking, but uh, you know what? I, I would probably rather run black pipe, a flex line, you know, if the professional does it, I would trust the professional. Yeah. If it's inside the house, I have absolutely no concerns about it. Okay. Well, the one, the one professional, the plumber wanted to use the flex line. That was my concern. Am I better sure. off going with somebody than you think that uses the black pipe? I, again, I, I truly inside the house wouldn't have a concern with either, but over that distance, I probably would think a black pipe install would generally be a little better one, but it really depends on the guy or gal installing it. But I, I wouldn't have a, you know, it wouldn't be one of those things where I'm not going to let you do one or the other, but I, if I give them a choice, I'll take the black pipe inside the house. And, you know, I think there's issues with when they're talking about lightning and it's not grounded. There's some fires that's been caused by it. You know what? It should be how grounded. many houses have you had? How many how many years have you lived in a, in a house that has black pipe in it? How many times have you had an issue with lightning? I mean, maybe you have had several. I've never had one or known of one. Me neither. 
neither have I. I guess I guess gas scares me a little bit, so I just you know sure. the family I always want to take every precaution you can. Okay. Yeah, no, we right, we bye. understand that, but like Chuck said, we'd use either one. If a professional came, if a professional came to me and said, "I'm going to run flex or I'm going to run black pipe," I wouldn't question. I, okay. Okay, great. Well, you guys have a great Thank afternoon. Thank you. Thanks for the question. It was a really good question. You know, it really was because most people don't know and people want to keep their family safe. And we understand that. But we will also tell people, you know, you got so many different opinions on the Internet. If you search, I mean, Chuck, how many times have we done that? We, we go to a customer and this, this person said this person. If you get five or six bids, it gets people confused. I know. So, um, Black Pipe is one of those products, I mean, over the decades that has just done what it's supposed to do, you know, with the gas right. lines. You're right. All right, Chuck, we got our, our buddy Dave Rieger saying that he's guilty of melting his side siding with the barbecue. And here's what we're also going to tell people. You're guilty of it, and I'm guilty of it. I did it once, <laughs> yep. I, I did it once never. when I was in my late <clears throat> 20s. Never and even occurred to me until the next day when I walked out and looked and then went, oh, shoot, that was me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Me too. So this is why. We'll get this other advice and understand when we give this advice, people who listen to us all the time might be say, might say, I've heard this before, but there are a lot of people that haven't. When you get siding done, when you get brickwork done, when you get roofing done, there is always hopefully some overbuy, some overpurchase that the contractor has. You as a homeowner do not have the right to that. You can ask them if you can keep it. And if they say no, say, can I buy it? Because it's always a good idea to keep some of that in your shed, behind your shed, you know, in your garage. Up in the rafters somewhere. We use brick as, as an example. You know, years ago, we were uh, doing a job out in St. Clair where a youngster had come around a corner. The car stalled. He turned the key back and locked the steering wheel, and it went right to the side of a garage, you know, the side of the garage. We could not find that brick anywhere. And unfortunately, the brick that we did find, there was, wasn't a good match. So once we were done with our masonry work, he had to paint the entire house. So, you know, my house here, Chuck, I probably got about five or six brick I have found around the house over the years. A couple were buried, you know. Okay. Um, people save that stuff. It's very important that you save all that stuff because if you melt your siding, you may find the exact same siding at the local builder supply. Yeah but it's not going to be the exact same dye lot. It's not going to have been outside a long time and been faded by the sun. It's not going to be even. So just some advice from the inside outside guys. Oh, I think it's great advice. I'll tell you, I think it's excellent advice. You know, it's fire, funny. We were talking, you know, we're talking about melting siding and the, you know, the fireworks safety. Uh, yeah. We came to the conclusion just yeah, several years ago now that uh, the best way to enjoy fireworks is to watch somebody else's. I agree with you. Hundred percent. Amateurs, 100%. I, when they opened up that law, where we, well, people were bringing stuff in from other states for decades anyway, and everybody <laughs> knew a person that had a license, right? You know, everybody knew a guy that 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 has this license, and he can order you anything you want. You know, so you're ordering those two inch mortars. Oh, those those two inch mortars can blow off a blow off a hand, blow yeah. off a foot. Much you less know, than three, four, six. Oh, my gosh. And, and we've all heard of people putting them in the tubes, and when they put them in the tubes, the tubes fall over, and it just shoots sideways. 
you know, hopefully sideways is a, a field and not a house or a person. So, you know, it's funny. We got in the habit. We were doing the two inch for a number of years and we actually built a mortar rack. And it was one that, uh, in theory, couldn't come over and we would bury it in the sand and shoot toward the water. I remember. And we spent a lot of time, effort, energy doing that and never had any issues once we did that. But how many people have that? ability to do that much less to be able to shoot it over the water where there aren't any boats or anything out out there to hit no this this comes under the category of men do stupid things because my wife whenever i would take out or start talking fireworks she did not like them even though she knew i was very responsible but no she did not like me mess with fireworks whatsoever so you you actually tell told a story about your your cousin who lost his life with fireworks exactly um, in yeah. a commercial setting arguably where they had been trained and were exercising every precaution you know but one went off unexpectedly yep so that is just tragic eight 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 six five four guys equals eight 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 six five four four eight nine seven phone lines are open give us a call oh sorry after this next break boy the got my We're times back. uh a little confused. <laughs> Last week, Chuck, on our education hour, the bonus hour, Saturday, we went over and talked to Joe Mouth, Marth, I'm sorry, from Foundation Solutions 360. Class act. Class act. We, we called him an American hero. He served this country for, for many, many years. And he runs his business with the same ethics he learned in the military. On time, every time, at a good budget. We're going to make this next segment brought to you by Foundation Solutions 360. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. I want to remind you that at 12 noon, coming up in just a few minutes, we're going to sprint over to, is it Shelby Township or Sterling Heights? Sterling Heights. Sterling Heights, thank you. Right on Van Dyke, the Kopke Remodeling and Design. We're going to spend the next hour with owner Alan Seeley, and you're going to want to pay attention. There's There's going to be some great information in that. Great show. You know, Chuck, the first time I ever went hunting, a friend of mine picked me up in the morning, never went out in the woods before, put me in the woods in the middle middle of a, the woods at about 4 o'clock in the morning in the city of Leonard, Michigan. And I hunted that for a while and uh, had no idea. Leonard, Michigan, to me back then, seemed like it was up north. It was just so far away. And now it's just a suburb of Detroit. Let's go to the phone and talk to Christine, who is from Leonard, Michigan. Good morning, Christine. You're on with the guys. Good morning. Glad to get to you at the end of your show here. I have uh, an Amana air conditioning unit. It's about six years old, and uh, we turned it on this year. And it was, it seemed, I think it went on. I'm not, I honestly can't say for sure. But then I noticed it wasn't, I could feel cool ish air coming from the floor, from the vent. But then it went outside, the blades were not spinning. Went downstairs to the fuse box. And it wasn't on the wrong, you know, the, the latch wasn't the wrong way. So we, I just hit it and turned it on and off. And the blades started turning because I have a walk-up basement. So it's, I was quick to see if the blades, if that helped. And they went, on, they were on and then they went off. Tried that again a couple of days later, same thing. So before we call somebody, we just wondered, is it, do you think it's like just the power, the motor to the blades? Because there is some cool air, not a great deal because it's not being pushed up into the house from the floor vents, but the blades are not spinning outside. Those blades have to spin in order for the heat to be extracted from the uh, lines, the coolant lines in yeah. your house. And and there's right. some um, 
for a professional, you know, like Sharon's uh, heating and cooling, uh, for a professional, okay. sometimes that's an easy fix. Uh, at the top of the unit under a cover, there's a little electrical device that uh, fails, tends to fail, uh, 8, 10 years, sometimes 15, 20 years, and it's fairly easily replaced by professionals. So I would call a professional, have them come out there to diagnose it, because it sounds like a simple problem for a pro. Okay. Okay. I'm yeah, not definitely. sure if Sharon's will go out to Leonard, but I know Royal Oak Heating and Cooling will go out to Leonard, Michigan, and they're a, they're a great company as well. Yeah. Yeah, they okay. are. All right, so that that's what we were hoping that it's a simple fix, hopefully. Um, yeah. Because it's not old of an air conditioner. We used to have a Lennox that lasted 20 years, and then we got this one, and this one's had kind of issues now and then. Uh, quick question about, uh, do you recommend there's these companies that, you know, you sign up for, and they'll come and do all your, you know, any kind of time you have a problem, they guarantee they'll come out immediately, you know, or not immediately, within 12, 24 hours or something for repairs. For your uh, appliances? Yeah. Well, we really like the ones that are offered through the utility companies. Those, we've heard the best oh. things about those. Oh, okay, through the utility company. Perfect, 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 perfect. Okay, well, thank you for that information. I, it's not so scary now to call them. Hopefully it will be some. I'll have a little knowledge to, uh, you know, address that one. And by the way, Leonard is... Uh, the, I live in actually live in Addison Township, but Lenny's my mailing address, and they're gotcha. changing supposedly changing the name to Lakeville. <laughs> why I don't know why. I thought there's already a Lakeville. There is already a Lakeville. Interesting. Is everything remaining the same? The zip code they're supposedly changing it. I and I'm getting mail that says Lakeville, and I get mail that still says Leonard. So I have no idea. I think it's Addison Township that they're changing. They're not going to out there by Addison. Itself. Out there by yeah. Addison yeah. Metro Park. Yeah. Very Thank- close to Addison. Yes. Excellent. Thank you so much for the Excellent. call. We greatly appreciate it. Beautiful okay. area out there. Straight up straight up yeah. Rochester Road. That's where you're yeah. gonna find that. Yeah. Thank, Thank you very you. much. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Good call. Yeah, that's a very good call. And probably a really timely one um for for a lot of listeners, you know. Um that 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 spinning it's dissipating. It's just moving air through the condenser, through the coil, and taking away the heat that the refrigerant cycling through your A-coil at the top of your furnace uh, has extracted from the house. Right. Uh, and if they're not spinning, it ain't working. Now, I know this wasn't intentionally a segue for Sharon's heating and cooling, but we got to remind people how important it is to get them out there for their $59 air conditioner check. That is dirt, dirt cheap. To come out and have, I mean, have them take a look at your air conditioner. Make sure with the weather that's coming up, with the hot weather, we've been doing great so far with our utilities, um, and uh, make sure that it doesn't happen to you when it's ninety nine degrees outside. So, oh no, kidding! Take take advantage of that clean and check offered by Sharon's. Yeah, and a lot of times they may recommend a capacitor replacement. I think that's the part that typically fails in the top of that housing that I was talking about. Yep. And again, it's not a DIY project, I don't believe, but it's relatively inexpensive compared to a new a new condenser. I agree with you. And with all the pollen and what's the white stuff called blowing all over the place, Chuck? All the dogwood. Whatever it is. But listen, that stuff gets will actually plug up the coils in your AC condenser. Sure. A very light wash. Make sure all the weeds are moved away from your AC condenser. Never 
stack anything against or on top of your AC conditioner. Make sure a lot of air can move around it. Yes, and if you have to use something to clean it, we just a regular hose, nothing major, and something as light as a paintbrush gently to get some of those out of the coils. Nothing more than that because those are very easily bendable, and when you bend and you push those coils in, you will um, inhibit the airflow in and out of that unit. So uh, make sure you don't do that. Yeah, I like to use the analogy of the radiator on a car. I got to believe most car owners, truck owners, have seen the radiator. You know, and it functions literally the exact same way that air has to move through that. You'll see there's just hundreds, if not thousands of little holes running through that to take air away. Absolutely. And this time of year, I was guilty of this years ago, Chuck, calling an AC person out to my house because our AC wasn't working. And basically he came over and said, look, at you got to get all these weeds out of here. And that's really all it was back then. Interesting. Very important, people, that you... You keep those weeds away. We don't want you using a weed whacker or, or a weed eater around that. So whether you pull them around the AC, cut them around the AC, just be careful not to damage the air conditioner condenser. Chucky, real quick, have you seen some of the new window units for air conditioners where it's actually shaped like a U, where it'll go at the bottom, you put it into the into your window, and it drops down. And then you have an outside and an inside, so it doesn't allow that big, uh, you know, window unit taking up that window. Those are some phenomenal units, and they are very efficient. Yeah, it's funny that somebody had to stop and think about that. Yeah, the windows open only open about a third of what it used to be to accommodate that unit, but it accomplishes the same thing. It, you know, it has an, a coil running through it from the inside to the outside. It has a refrigerant yeah. inside that coil. And that refrigerant will absorb heat to the point that it boils, turns into a gas. It goes outside where air is pushed over it to remove the heat. It recondenses, comes back in, and does it again. It's kind of like it works like a refrigerator, actually. It does. It's fascinating stuff. It really is. Even the standalone units they have nowadays, it's amazing how you can cool down a house where you never used to be able to cool down a house, especially for those houses that are slab on grade and don't have the duct system to push the cool air around. I'll tell you, uh, our oldest and her husband are out in Hollywood, and for them, a uh, normal day is 95 degrees, and they they had to buy a window unit like that in order to enjoy, you know, the place they live, and, and it makes all the difference in the world that those are properly placed. You buy a decent one, a good one, and then properly install it as well. Right. Right. Another tip for everyone to remember this during the really hot part of the day, keep those shades down, 100% down. That sun going through those windows will magnify the heat, magnify the light. In the wintertime, that's what you want. In the summertime, not so much. So keep yeah. those shades down during the day. And the sun is coming in from the south in the wintertime, but this time of year it's coming in through the east in the morning and the west at night, and that can make a huge difference, what you just said. And if you don't have good shades, buy them because they're a great investment. This time of year, one thing I love more than anything else is sitting outside in the patio and looking at them going, oh, my gosh, it's almost 10 o'clock. You know, it's amazing how light it stays at this time of year. Enjoy it because it's starting to go down about a minute a day right now. So enjoy the outdoors and, you know, enjoy the sunshine. You had to say that. What? I'm being positive unlike you, Grouch. Jeez. We're losing a minute wait until after the show to get down on me. Well, <laughs> we're, we're not losing the poo stories. 
We're not losing the next hour of the Inside Outside, yeah. guys. We have the Education Hour coming up with Cop Curie Molly and Alan Seeley. Make sure you stick around for that. In the meantime, we just talked about windows. Yes, if sir. If you think your windows are failing, you think you might need new windows, and you want to make sure you never have to windows worry about windows again, then you want to call Window World. 